close relationship with them and want to know how to achieve it. Here's your host, Ivory Lanoue, renowned angel communicator. Do you want to know more about angels? Are you ready to level up your spiritual journey? Then you are going to love my inner circle and Patreon. Membership includes great benefits like virtual workshops, mentoring programs, topical videos, interesting posts, a supportive, like-minded community, discounted sessions with me, and access to a library of videos and posts on topics you care about like angels, spirituality, healing, and personal growth. Join and begin your spiritual expansion today. That's the Angel Room Inner Circle on Patreon. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you here with us today. I do not have a guest today. Um, This is my first video show of the Angel Room. And if you're interested, there are three episodes that came before this that you can listen to on uh, major podcast platforms. But from now on, you'll be able to see it as well. So I decided that we needed to do some basics about angels. And when I'm teaching people how to connect with their angels, how to build that really close relationship with them. The first thing that I start with is feeling your angels. And why is that? There's, oh my goodness, I feel angels coming in as I'm talking about this. There's a very good reason. And that is that people need to have some sort of evidence that they experience themselves that confirms to them that angels are real. Before they go further with learning how to see them and hear them and really embrace them as a constant presence in their life. So I like to do that. And since uh, Cynthia is here with us today, Cynthia, I'm so glad you're here. We're going to do something Cynthia can experience right now. All of you watching and listening later can, can experience it as I'm talking about it. And I want you to go through a little exercise with me. I want you to close your eyes and begin breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth very slowly and controlled. It's very important to set your energy, your frequency before you do any kind of angelic communication. The frequency of angels is much higher than that of, of humans, and we have to rise our frequency 
to be able to more easily feel them. So breathing very, very calmly, feet flat on the floor, legs and arms uncrossed, get yourself in a really relaxed state. Let your mind let go of thoughts. And we're going to get into just a, a light meditative state for this exercise. Now I am going to invite your angels, everyone watching and listening, I'm inviting your angels to come in and surround you very closely. Put your attention onto your left shoulder and upper arm. And I'm asking your angels to touch you there with their frequency so that you'll know what it feels like. The touch of an angel can feel like tingling, chills, cooler, warmer, or even a gentle touch. I'm going to ask your angels to increase that energy so you can feel it easier. I think this is something you need to practice. There are some people who feel that the first time they try it, fantastic. That just means they don't have a barrier to that. Lots of people have to practice it for a while. So now you know how to do it. It's such a simple exercise. Practice this every day that you remember, every day that you can, and no more, no longer than we just did. Because you don't want, you don't want to try to force it. You can't force any kind of connection with angels, just like you can't force yourself to do anything else. Your, your barriers that you might have, whether they're conscious or unconscious, they'll drop down when the time is right. We always say everything in divine time, and that certainly is true of angelic communications. So when you feel this, it might startle you at first and practice it a few times. It's good to have at least three times that you ask your angels to touch you in that specific place or whatever you want. Pick your left hand, your right hand, the top of your head, the back of your upper back. It doesn't matter, but be consistent with it. And when you finally feel it, it'll probably surprise you. But when that barrier is meant to go down, it just goes down. And we don't know why that is, but I do know that regular practice makes a big difference. So what does it do for people to be able to feel their angels? I was really thinking about this this week, and I think there's a multitude of things. One is the first thing that I mentioned to you, that being able to feel your angels is you having a personal experience with angels. It's sort of like when people come to me and they're like, wow, that's amazing that you see and hear angels. You've done that all your life. I'm like, you know, and I took it for granted. I just thought everybody could. I didn't think a thing about it. But the thing is that a lot of people have trouble accepting things they haven't experienced themselves. And I understand that. I think that's a big part of basic human nature is until you've experienced it, it's an unknown and it's hard to embrace an unknown. So with this, it makes it a known experience for you and you will experience it given time. The second thing is I'm thinking about how it really interacts with my life, like going through my days as a human, how it helps me. I'm very busy. I have a business. To, I have three businesses to run. I'm an author. You know, I just have a lot of stuff going and I like it that way, but it means that 
sometimes they have to really like grab my attention, like, Hey, Ivory, (laughs) take a time out. We're trying to talk to you here. So when I feel them really come in and they touch me and it happens a lot. Yes. It happens during readings. Yes. It's happening during the show because we're talking about angels and they get excited because they really want people to connect with them and to understand the level of protection and guidance they have. Wow. They just gave me a big burst of energy on that one. But when they come in, let's say I'm super busy. I'm just running my business, very busy. And all of a sudden I am just, I feel those angels just come in, like fill my room and they do just fill my room with angelic energy. And I'm covered in these hard chills and I'm in Sedona, Arizona. So, you know, it's still pretty warm here. Not today it's raining, but Most of the time, this time of year, it's still pretty warm, but all of a sudden I'll just be covered in very hard chills. That's how I feel angels. So it gets my attention and I'm like, okay, all right, (laughs) time out. I'm taking it. What I'll try to like turn off all distractions. I'll, I'll shut down my computer screen. If I have music or TV on, I turn that off. If I'm having a conversation with somebody, I get into a quiet place if I can. And usually I can. And I'll just say, all right, you have 100% of my attention now. What is it that you need? What is it you're trying to tell me or convey to me? Sometimes it's things like, it's like what I'm thinking about. And I realize that very often that touch that angels give us is confirming something we are thinking about or talking about. So being able to feel that And when I, as I say it, I'm feeling it again. They're like, yes, like this ivory, (laughs) giving me that big push of angelic energy. So if let's say that you are mulling over this, there's millions of people in our country and around the world in this position right now where they're mulling over, what am I going to do for a career? What I've been doing isn't really something I'm passionate about. I don't want to throw my life away on a job. That's just a paycheck. I want to do something more, but they have no idea what it is. So if you're thinking about ideas and suddenly you feel that, that energy in the way that you feel angels, they're telling you, they're confirming for you that what you're thinking about is a really important idea for you. It's really good. Like either it is the idea or you're right on track. You're hearing their guidance. You're following their signs. You're, you're on the path to figuring out what it is. And that's true for many, many things. It can be true for thinking about whether you should date somebody true, whether you should make a move to a certain place. I want to talk about though. Oh my goodness. Angels just gave me a big, I'm not moving angels. Just so you know, (laughs) I just moved like six years ago. I'm not moving for a while. (laughs) Not to my knowledge anyway, maybe they have other ideas, but I wanted to say for the longest time that of all of those options of how people feel their angels, the least common was to feel an actual touch, some kind of pressure on your skin. And it's so interesting that, boy, they're coming in again. During COVID, I was doing a ton of readings, uh, all virtual because I was isolating at home because I've got an illness issue. And all of a sudden I realized everybody I was talking to who was learning how to connect with their angels, just feeling them for the first time, they were all feeling a touch. And I was like, wow, it was such a rare thing before that. I mean, I, on a handful, not even five people in all my career had ever felt it like a touch. 
And now almost everybody is. And I asked my angels why that is. And what they said was that people are so desperate right now that they are so afraid and so unsettled and so stressed out that they are desperate for any kind of intervention to help them, to guide them, to lead them. And they felt like that if people could feel them touching them was the most concrete thing they could do. And so they pulled down this veil. And I just think it's so fascinating that most people now are feeling that touch. And sometimes it's not just like a little pressure, like it was sometimes it's like a real, like, like somebody's putting their hand on your shoulder, pressing down just a little bit. So, so you may feel something even outside of that list. I always tell people, these are the ways everybody that I've seen has felt angels, but I don't think it's limited to that. These things change. They morph over time. And, and the angels and other celestial beings are helping us to get through this horrible time in our world right now. A time when anger and violence and discord is so prevalent, they are trying to help us every way they can. And so they're going to make it easier for you to feel them and hear them and see them. And over time, trust me, we're going to be diving into all of this and a very deep dive. Um, yes, I have a book coming out any day now. That's that let your angels lead. And I go into this even deeper um, if you if you're super interested. But over time, we'll talk about a lot of this on the podcast show, too, because I think that people need to understand the depth of what this means. So I wonder, I, I would love to hear if you've had experiences where you felt your angels and what the circumstances were and what it felt like to you. And I'd love to know what it meant to you because lots of times the first time that somebody has a powerful experience with their angels is a real epiphany moment for them. It, it's usually a major spiritual awakening moment. It is a moment that shifts you forward rapidly on your spiritual journey and your personal growth. So I love hearing about that. I'm, I'm going to tell you a couple stories about how I have felt this over the years, experiences I've had. So one of them was I was 16 years old. Ugh, the story still tears me up. I did a bad thing. I borrowed my dad's truck when my parents were out of town on a trip and they had told me not to do this. And I was invited to a party. Need I repeat, I was 16 years old, living in Prescott, Arizona. And I was in charge of my four younger siblings. So I piled most of them in the back of my dad's truck. I had my boyfriend, his brother, and one of my sisters in the cab of the truck with me. And we're driving through this area that's called Government Canyon. And back then, there were very few houses in there. It was really uh, very curvy, winding dirt roads with very steep drop-offs on the side, no guardrails. Sounds just like a great formula, doesn't it, for what's going on with a 16-year-old driving so the car in front of me is, is leading the way to this party. And I didn't want to get left out. I don't know. I, looking back on it, I'm like, I don't know why I thought it would be good or fun to take my four siblings with me, but I guess I had enough responsibility that there was no way I was going to leave them at home alone. So the point being, I'm following this car and they're going faster and faster. And I was nervous about speeding because I was a new driver and we got to this curve in the road and I can still see it so 
vividly in my mind. The road took a sharp curve to the left. And at that moment, I braked, but I felt the wheels, the right side wheels of the truck go off the road. And in that moment, I thought, oh my God, I just killed us all. And I really thought I had, because there's no explanation for what happened next, because by all laws of physics, the truck should have continued tilting and gone off the side of this very steep drop-off. But that's not what happened, obviously, because here I am and all my siblings are fine. So what happened was that suddenly the truck stopped tilting to the right, lifted up and took a sharp left, rocketing up this road that I didn't even know was there. I wasn't that familiar with Government Canyon, but there was this access road that was more like what utility companies would use. So it had rocks and it was not, it was not a smooth road or paved road. It was a very rough, steep road, but it broke our, our, um, it broke the speed of the vehicle and we rocketed up that road and stopped against a rock. And I just, I was sitting there. I remember just shaking like this, just my hands everywhere shaking. And I could feel the angels were still in the cab with me. I, the, I could see the golden glow of them. I could feel like it was almost hard to breathe. There was so much angelic presence in the cab of that truck. And they were just, they just like pressed against me and covered me with their energy to calm me down and sort of held me till I stopped shaking. Cause I definitely was in shock and we got home. And the only thing that was wrong, like none of us got hurt. There was a crack in the bug shield of my dad's truck. And I was worried about that. I did confess this whole thing to them in my thirties and they knew it turned out they knew because my dad noticed the cracked bug guard, but they didn't know about that tilting to the right and how we were saved by the angels. It's like, ah, that was a miracle in my life. You know, I think all the time, how different, you know, everything could have gone. So you never know, you know, you're going to be going about your life and you never know when angels are going to step in, cover you with their energy, and you're going to know what it feels like. And I'm telling you right now, even if you never felt your angels, if that kind of thing happens to you, you're going to know it's your angels. And it's profound. It's when you realize that when it's not your time, your angels truly are ready there to just kind of scoop you up. I can't even tell you how many times in my life there's been crazy things that happened that really should have ended with me being dead. And yet the angels intervened. And another one was when I lived in Colorado, I lived in Fruita, Colorado for a while, and I was in an abusive relationship. And I would sometimes just leave to save my sanity. I would go over to the Colorado National Monument, which is like a mini Grand Canyon. And I would hike, just walk along the edge and just calm myself down, be in nature. Well, I, there was a time I was all dressed up and I don't even remember why I was dressed up. I remember, just remember that I was, that I had on this really pretty white outfit that was like a little top and skirt and stockings and heels. And there I am on a kind of rainy, drizzly day at this mini Grand Canyon, walking along the edge in heels, not the greatest thing, but I was really upset. And all of a sudden the ground just collapsed to my right. And I fell and I'm hanging on to these roots dangling over this edge. And I'm thinking, 
what the heck? This is how it's going to end for me, really? And all of a sudden, I was just lifted up, just like something lifted me from my feet. I could feel pressure on the bottom of my feet, lifted me up, put me right back on the path. I was muddy. There's no doubt about it. I was muddy and I had some scrapes on me and I felt like an idiot for doing that whole thing. Never did that again. But it was another instance where when I felt that that pressure from under my feet at the same time, like I felt the angelic energy all around me and that golden glow was there again, just surrounding me. And even though I was terrified and I thought that I had made this dumb mistake that was going to lead to my death. And I was only like 22, 21, 22. They lifted me up. They're like, nope, girl, your journey is not done. You've got things to accomplish. You know, this is not how it ends for you. And there's been other things too, where I've ended up in scary situations through my work in mental health and just through happenstance with people that were pretty scary and I could have lost my life. But again, I felt my angels come in. I, I was uh, talking to this guy, trying to help him. He was talking about uh, his past. And we were at a camping event that I used to go to in Pennsylvania, way out, we're out in the woods and we're just talking and he seemed like an okay guy. And he's talking about his life. And then he's telling me how he a few years ago got out of a long-term prison sentence because he had raped a, a teenage girl and killed her, strangled her. And he had a list of women that he considers dispensable that he carries with him. And then he put his hands around my neck and he started tightening them. And I heard my angels tell me what to say. They came in and I felt them touching me. They told me what to say to him and his hands just eased up. And he and I actually continued a, I'm not going to say a friendship because I never felt a total trust in him being a mental health expert uh, professional for a long time. I just felt like I needed to help him in some way. And I did the best I could, but always in uh, more of a public setting and or on the phone through mail that was before email. So we would, you know, I would write him letters trying to encourage him and put him on a path where he's connecting with angels and, and uh, trying to not act on these urges he had. But honestly, I think if my angels had not come in and let me feel their energy and told me what to say to him, they might've been finding my body in the woods. You know, really it's like, I, I think, especially back then I was way too trusting and it's a problem that a lot of angel people have, people that are born with a strong connection to angels, is we tend to be too innocent for our own good, way too trusting. We believe people, we think everybody's good till they show us otherwise. And I have had to come to a place where I no longer do that, where it's not like I walk around in a, in a state of distrust, but I now look at people, I I do not immediately trust them 100%. I go through the same thing I teach my clients to do, which is give a little bit of something, let that person show that they're going to keep trust on that, and then give them another little bit of something that they have to keep trust on. And I go that way till eventually over time, oh, the angels are coming in like this. They're saying that what I'm saying right now, over time is what really establishes trust. And you can't rush that we put our, we make ourselves 
way too vulnerable if we trust implicitly. And that was hard for me. I felt like it was mean or like it was expecting the worst of people, but I have been shown over and over how dangerous it is to live just trusting that everybody is good and has good, good, positive motivation in what they want to with you or for you or the world even. So uh, that's something I hope that maybe my learning the hard way can help you not learn the hard way, or at least minimize your hard experiences. Um, The other thing is that when you are really in touch with your angels and they truly become a part of your day-to-day experience, you're going to feel them a lot. Like I feel them. I feel them at night. I'm talking to them. This is a, let's start. Let me be logical here. Let me go back. First thing in the morning, I'm saying, I'm doing my gratitude practice. I'm thanking God for the blessings in my life, for my family, my friends, having a, a warm, comfortable home, good food to eat, money to pay my bills, my wonderful friends that I work with and my business at Sedona Soul Sisters, just a great group of people and things like that, that just, you know, are are things that strike me at that moment. And sometimes those, those things that I'm grateful for, they change, but there's a running theme for sure. So I'm doing that. And as I do that, I always feel the angels coming in because they love it when we express gratitude. They love it when we see how we are blessed instead of focusing on what we don't have. Um, I used to worry so much about things, I think, and I had that human thing of like, oh, when I reach this point, then I will feel like I have really made it. Or when I have this much money, I'm going to be so happy or no, that is not, I, I don't know when it switched, but it was like so easily without, without me realizing it, I I understood that I'm so happy right now. I'm so happy in my life with myself, with with everything, the way it is now. And I realized that if you can't find happiness right now in this moment, you're probably never going to find it because it's not outside of you. And so angels can really help you with that too. When your thinking goes off track, they will let you know. And when your thinking is really good, they especially like to reward that. So when you find yourself thinking something more positive, that's helpful for you, that's when you're probably going to feel your angels coming in and surrounding you with their energy. And I I should say something like when I say your angels, sorry, I'm having horrendous allergies. So my eyes are just watering like mad. When you are feeling your angels, which are your personal angels, your team that is assigned to you, the two angels that are with you from birth to death, watching over you implicitly, nobody else. Those are your angels, plus the ones, the angels and guides they call in to help you as needed. Those angels have a frequency. So let's say here's humans, here's angels, here's archangels way up here. So the frequency just goes higher and higher. So my point being, I will talk about archangels some because, you know, I think it's a big part of this. They're, they're part of this angelic realm. They're just a higher level. So when you feel your angels, let's say you're going to get some pretty hard chills on your body. And for me, when they come in, they're so hard. It feels like if I always tell people, if I had short hair, it would be standing on end. When archangels come in, it's so strong. Those chills are like 
hurt. They're just like, you can see them. You can show them to somebody from five, six feet away and they can see it. It happened in a reading yesterday. I was like, it was kind of a little bit warm in there. And I, the, the angels came in and she felt something and she looked over and she's like, look at your arms. And I'm like, I know. you could see the goosebumps all over them. So they're going to be confirming to you that your thinking is good. They're going to be confirming to you that you're having good ideas or yes, that's a track you should follow, but they're also just going to come in and let you know they're there. What a comfort that is in a crazy world, especially, I mean, anytime, but then this crazy world, you're never alone. It's impossible to be alone. And so just knowing, you know, when you get this relationship and you can easily feel that you're going to feel your angels a lot and you're going to realize you truly are never alone. You're not, go- you're not going through one thing in life by yourself. It's impossible. Even if you choose to never connect with your angels, they're still there. They're still there guarding you, guiding you, helping you as best they can, given the fact that you're not yet ready to connect with them. And that's okay too. You know, I, sometimes I meet with people who it freaks them out a little bit when they feel their angels, but then later they tell me that they came to a place where they realized that that was an important moment for them and they wanted to explore it more. And I'm not surprised because, you know, you, you didn't come to see this woman in Sedona and you're like, you don't know what to expect. You just know you're going to learn about your angels. You don't realize you're going to experience them touching you and things like that. So it, it can be surprising and they're, they're not quite ready, but I kind of like that because I don't want them to be anxious. I don't want people to be anxious about these things because remember at the beginning when we did that exercise and I had you do the deep breathing in and out and really calming your energy, having anxious energy is counterintuitive to any kind of good angel reading or angel communication it lowers your frequency. It puts up the static barrier between you and the angels. So you want to just keep yourself super calm, knowing that nothing scary is going to happen. Nothing harmful will ever happen with your angels. Uh, it's just one beautiful experience after another. And, and even though I've had close communication and seen, heard them, felt them as long as I can remember, once I really understood that no other people I knew were not having this, like it took me, it took me a while, like it well into grade school to realize that nobody knew what I was talking about. I kept hearing things like, wow, you've got a great imagination or what a fantastic imagination you have. And I was like, that may be true, but these are, this is stuff's really happening. And so I stopped talking about it, but I knew that was happening. And that, so at that point I thought, okay, so this is something special happening to me. I didn't, I kind of didn't want it to at that point. Cause I thought, you know how you are as a child, like you want to be like everybody else and you get into junior high and it gets even stronger. Like you just want to fit in. And I felt like it made me strange because I know that I was different. And the people who knew me, there's a lot of people I'm still in touch with that. I went to high school and one I went to junior high school with, And they'll probably tell you that I was different. And it's because it's very hard to pretend like you're like everybody else when you're constantly hearing angels talking to you and you're seeing your angels and other people's angels and feeling their energy everywhere you go. You're you're, the way you experience life is just not the same as what other people are experiencing, except angel people. 
And what I mean by angel people, again, those are just people, it's just my little nickname for people who are born with this ability to see, hear, and feel angels. And I really equate that. It's on par with people who are born with the ability to run faster than almost anybody else on the planet. People who are amazing singers or or musicians, a strong ability in a particular area. God-given talents, you know, and it could be somebody who can do, I'm in all of this. If you can do this, you're my hero. People who can do complicated math in their head, like, oh, la, 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 it's this, you know, that, oh, by the way, that, that and my business do not go hand in hand. Even though I'm a really good singer and musician, I still am not good at math. So people who have really strong math skills, I think that's a God-given gift as well. So it's not so strange when you look at it that way. It's just another type of gift. And in our modern world, I think we've become, that's part of the problem is over centuries, we have become so disconnected from our angels and actually from God as well in many ways. And what God wants for us, you know, what God is, which is love, you know, God, God is love. And the afterlife, I'm telling you that, like, if you ever have a chance, if you have a near-death experience or, or some other way, like I had an odd way, I'll talk about it on another show that I got to experience the afterlife and it was like breathing love. And that's how I know it really is. God is love. So reconnecting with our angels is something that we're supposed to do. Like we had that for a long, long time. And then we lost it because people started thinking that, um, things got in the way, you know, I, I don't want to put judgment on things, but things got in the way of that. And now the angels are like, the only thing that's going to turn things around is to reconnect and start really getting that celestial guidance again, which the angels are God's messengers for us. They, they're doing God's work for him because, you know, he can only, or him, God can only do some, you know, so much there he's on big picture items, And so the angels are to help us individually on a day-to-day basis, sometimes on a minute-to-minute basis. And I think also another way, um, another very powerful way they helped me with touch was when I was really, I was really ready to leave this toxic relationship that I was in. And I was asking my angels every, every day, I said, please give me a really powerful, clear signal of what I should do because I was torn between what I knew was true, that he was toxic. He was hurting me um, on levels because of his toxicity and, and trying to help him because <laughs> I saw a glimmer of hope in there. I could see his potential trying to help this person. And my angels came to me in a dream that was very powerful where all of them were gathered around me and I was in my bed and this, this person was sleeping next to me and they were all right around to me, like sitting next to me, putting their arms around my shoulders, holding my hands. Some of them were kneeling down on the floor. They were sitting around my legs on the bed and they were all touching me. And I could feel that very strong angelic energy coming into my body. And it was so comforting, just like just this wave of warmth going through my body that felt so loving, so good. And 
they, my master guide, which is the head of my angelic team, his name's Sir Marius. And he said to me, you have to leave him to save yourself. And I started crying in my dream and I woke up and I was crying. And it, I don't know if you've ever had uh, what we call dream visitation, but these are very dreams that are so extremely vivid that you'll never forget exactly what happened, where everybody was, what they said, what it felt like. That's what this was, only it was with angels. And their touch, like at that moment, like it, I felt like it went down into my heart. It, their touch went into my soul. And I felt strengthened because I'd been very weakened by that relationship, very uh, broken by what things that had happened. And it, it re-strengthened me because they knew what was coming. They knew <laughs> that that was ending, that that was going to implode very shortly. And I was going to need strength to get through that and to not only get through it, but to heal myself and step into my, my next mission. And I'm, this is this mission, that relationship freed me to do this work. So feeling their energy at that moment revitalized me, strengthened my flagging energy, gave me comfort to know that they're there helping me, supporting me through this time. They knew that it was hell for me. They knew that I had a lot of hard times ahead of me, but they were there with me and they were going to give me strength. And, and they did. I mean, again, here I am. <laughs> so I'm, I'm in Sedona doing my work for over six years now, full time. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I worked in mental health for a long time and I actually was um, in charge of mental health for this county before I switched over to doing this work. So for the longest time, I did my work in secret under a different name, never showing my face to people all over the world. At the same time, I was doing my mental health career for obvious reasons that would not have been a good thing to be announcing, hey, did you know <laughs> that I do this evenings and weekends? <laughs> no, I probably would have ended up in the inpatient unit. So, so it was really, it was really difficult to step out and kind of out myself as, Hey, Hey, look what I can do. I've got these gifts and, and I want to help you. And I'm going to, I'm going to do that as myself and I'm used to it now, but it was pretty scary at the time. So if you're watching this show, if you're listening, watching right now, I know that it's because you either already have a connection to angels, you really feel drawn to them, you or you long for a closer relationship with them, you want to know more about them, but you can read books, you can study all you want, and that's not going to take you to the same place as experiencing. And that's why I like to concentrate on that as like the core of what I help people with is experiences. And then around that is the education of how to take things further, you know, what you can do with this. I have plenty of clients who are physicians and CEOs and artists. I mean, just all, all kinds of professions you wouldn't think of who really have come to embrace angels and trust them for their guidance with their personal and professional life. And it's deepened their lives in beautiful ways that they never imagined. And 
when they came to me, some of those people, I had, I did not imagine that it would go to that point that they would come to a place where they really embraced them to that level. But I think it's so beautiful that they did, uh, especially when people are very skeptical or they've never considered themselves to be spiritual. And so it's a little bit more of about a hurdle to get over to, to do this, but once they do, the benefits start showing up right away. So the kind of benefits are, wouldn't it be lovely if you no longer felt uncertain about making decisions in your life? Wouldn't it be lovely if you could ask your angels if that weird lump you feel is something you should worry about? Or if your mother is okay? Or if you're going to get this job? Or if you should apply to that job? I talk to my angels about everything and all the ladies who work with me at Sedona Soul Sisters, man, we, we do it all the time. For us, it's like it's second nature. You'll hear us talking in our offices by ourselves, but we're talking to our angels. And when we're in public places, we're talking to them in our head because they don't require spoken word. So just know your angels hear your thoughts. They hear your words. They hear all of it. And they just, they just want to help you. And so I thought this is a great starting point today to just really dive into this. And I hope that you will practice this regularly. And again, I just want to caution you only do it for like three, four minutes. And if halfway, like, let's say a minute or two in, you don't feel anything, ask your angels to increase the energy. And you can ask a few times. Now I feel them increase mine, increasing energy. Now I feel you. It's all good. I'm, I'm talking about for other people who are trying to learn how to do this until eventually you feel it. It'll be more likely you'll feel it sitting in a room by yourself than while you're live on the show or listening to the show. Cause you just need to be in a quiet, relaxed space where you're completely open to it and you've done, do some deep breathing. If you do meditation or yoga, do a little bit of that before you begin. And I will say, um, I did put three guided meditations on my YouTube channel recently. There's going to be seven more because I learned how to make them and I'm kind of enjoying that process. And one of them is starting your day at the highest frequency possible. That is a critical one. Another one is about opening your chakras fully. So all seven major chakras in your life, opening those. So your energy is flowing. The last one is connecting to your angels. So it'll, it's pulling down barriers that help you connect with your angels. So all of those kind of go with the book that's coming out, but all of you would probably enjoy them very much too. My YouTube channel is ivorylanou.com. That's ivorylanou, L-A-N-O-U-E.com. And if you're watching this, listening to it later on podcast platform in the show description, I have a link to that YouTube channel so you can find those. I'm not sure what I'm going to be talking about next week. I've got, I've got a couple of guests that are in the works and I'm not sure which one's going to be for next week, but starting this week, it is a weekly show. So you'll be able to tune in every Sunday at noon, Arizona time right now that is Pacific time. But Arizona does not do daylight savings. So sometimes we're on the same as Pacific. Sometimes we're the same as Mountain Standard. Right now, it's still Pacific. 
And I look forward to seeing you again very soon. Thank you so much for watching, listening. I really appreciate your support and thank you for following the show. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. Arizona time for another enlightening episode.